are quiet to read that letter from home. But above all, the queues are the longest at the countries where naffy tea can be purchased. I've been told that it is good for pimples, sore feet, dandruff, and will keep you going where other things have failed. So that's a little bit uh, of, of a bit of background for this upcoming episode of The Goon Show, and it'll make it all a little more understandable, I hope. This is The Goon Show, again, first broadcast in early 1956, January 24, 1956, entitled The Jet-Propelled Guided Naffy on 88.3 WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. This is the BBC. Thank you. Green slate! Abandon these financial irregularities. Hand over that copper coin of the realm and read this extract from a recent issue of the Telegraph. Yes, sir. In building a new residence for the High Commissioner in Colombo, the British government was taken for a ride by the contractors. A witness at an inquiry said a semicircular settee cost 420 pounds. Which naturally brings us to the highly esteemed Goon Show. Scene one, we continue with the inquiry. That's all very well, but why a semicircular city? Because, sir, it was for the use of a semicircular vice consul. Oh. What about Muffetty? Has the Minister of Works anything to say? What about the Ministry of Works? Isn't what what where is he? Oh, I I chose all that furniture myself. I chose it all. I told all that what is all money. this about? <laughs> what are we all here for? What about the... Wait, let me finish, but let me say... <laughs> I said, what about the drains in Hackney? <laughs> what about the drains in East Finchley? <laughs> Never mind them in Finchley. I don't I live in Hackney and the drains bong. <laughs> Shut up, Mr. Betty. Please, Jim. Shut up, you shut big up. Oh, shut up, yourself. I don't dare. We've got to oh, get uh, up. Please, gentlemen. Get over. I'm not a gentleman. You said it. Uh, gentlemen, this is an inquiry into the cost of a government building in Colombo. What? What? Who authorized this? Who are... Oh, Mr. Eccles here. Yeah, I chose all the furniture myself. Mr. Eccles, why did a seven and sixpenny window seat cost two hundred and forty-six pounds? Um, uh... I resign. <laughs> you speak to my secretary. You can't talk to a government minister like that. I won't be out of work long, you see. I'll, I'll get that Ministry of Fishery job. You watch. I've kept goldfish. Mr. Eccles. <laughs> Mr. Eccles, we are not for one moment doubting your sincerity. Oh. It's just your intelligence that's in question. Well, I accept your apology. <laughs> How dare you interrupt me when I wasn't saying anything? Okay. I resign! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up, Eccles! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up, Eccles! Shut up, Eccles! Shut up, Shut up! One moment, please! Shut up! You steaming nit, you... Beetle noddle noo. Now, as a strolling prime minister of no fixed address, I must protest that this gross misspending of public funds. No. This, this, this building was supposed to cost 25,000 pounds. In fact, it cost 
59,000. No. We mustn't stand for this. We're not going to. We're not going to indeed. To teach those concerned with this disgusting waste in a severe lesson, I've ordered the building burned to the ground and a new building put up at the proper price. <laughs> That afternoon, the strolling Prime Minister was summoned urgently from the windmill to attend, of all things, a vital cabinet meeting. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I'm sorry I'm late. Yes. Sabrina wasn't on till after the interval, I uh... <laughs> Glad he got here. Now, Mr. Prime Minister, first question. What is the liquid that most inspires a British soldier while on active duty? Tea. Tea is correct. A big hand for the lucky winner. <laughs> You want to double your salary? Good. Question number two. What is the organization that supplies tea to the troops? The Naffy. Right again. <laughs> no. I'll just pour this bucket of custard over your head to prove the prime ministers are funny. Thank you. No, sir. We want you to peruse these vital secret plans. I'll read them tonight in bed. What? And now, gentlemen, I want you to peruse these plans. Uh, you? What are they, sir? The new secret tunnel between the House of Lords and the Folly Berger. <laughs> but, sir, I thought we were cutting down on this sinful national expenditure. Oh, of course we are. We haven't built any lighthouses in the Strand this year. <laughs> and, and besides, we've cut the tunnel estimates down to the barest essentials. Uh, you mean there'll only be ones every round rods? Yes, and only plain silver chandeliers. I, re I, I resign. Why? I don't know. <laughs> well, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Please, let's not start that again. Please. <laughs> Gentlemen, now don't forget, economy is the watchword. <laughs> that night in bed, Britain's strolling Prime Minister unrolled the secret document. Oh, good evening, sir. May I help you? a grip pipe, my trusted butler. Confident, best friend, help me unroll this top-secret document which nobody must unroll. Of course, sir. First, do let me take a holiday snapshot of you. By all means. By all means. I'll just slip on my bathing costume. There. Splendid. Now, a little smile, sir. Good. Look, just hold the plans right up in front of your face. There. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. <laughs> now, good pipe. Yeah? Read these plans to me. No, no, wait. What? No one must see these plans. Of Put on your dark glasses and look the other way as you read them. Certainly, sir. <laughs> Anything for the old country. Good. <laughs> and to make doubly sure, I won't listen. <laughs> now, what are these plans? Now, let me see. Scamps and skins and skins. Father Gale, the clouds and the shower and the greens. Good heavens, sir. It's a plan of a new guided naffy. A self-contained... <laughs> a self-contained missile capable of carrying 82 stuff, 10 naffy pianos, 60,000 gallons of tea, and 12 tons of buttered crumpet being shot 6,000 miles up and set fully operative at a point of impact in 16 seconds. <laughs> it sounds quite impossible. You think so? Give me that phone. Hello? 
Tell the Naffy launching site at Rockall to launch the prototype guided Naffy to Belaya and report on arrival. I'll show you, old faithful servant. <laughs> yes? Naffy manager Kuala Lumpur here. <laughs> the old tea's ready now, sir. There you are. Shot to Malayan and set up in seven seconds. Gad, what a fiendish weapon. <laughs> With this, Britain is unbeatable. Yes. What a pity we can't build more. Economy, you know. <laughs> After all, <laughs> the country can't afford tunnels to the fully measure and guided nappies, can we? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, quick, hide these plans. Here's Max Goldrick. <laughs> little strolling Prime Minister of no fixed address is asleep. Psst. <laughs> Who's that? Psst. How do you spell it? Where are you? 
here, in the piano. What the devil are you doing in there? I'm hiding. Don't be silly. Haydn's been dead for years. <laughs> I don't wish to know that. Neither do I. I say, look here. Now help me out. I'm disguised as one of the piano strings. Which string are you? I think I'm a G string. So that's why I can't see you. Now then, I'm not sure which string I am, so you better play a scale. Do. No. Ray. No. Me. Me, that's me. <laughs> help me out. Ah, thank you. Good heavens, Mariotti, you're two feet taller than you used to be. How did that happen? Some swine sent in a piano tuner. <laughs> Well, you always were musical. Now, Marathi, I want you to photograph this photograph of the guided naffy plans, oh. record it on tape, yes. swallow it, raise your right leg and flee the country. Farewell, farewell. What's going on down here? Nothing, sir, nothing at all. That's funny, Goodpipe. I thought I heard the sound of a man photographing the photograph of the secret plans, recording them on tape, Swallowing them, raising his right leg, and <laughs> fleeing the country. Quite impossible. We were whispering. Uh, I'm sorry. I must have been mistaken. Answer that phone. What phone? That one. <laughs> Give it to me. Hello? This is the manager to guided Nafi at Kuala Lumpur, sir. Do you want this tea we brewed up? Or shall we throw it all away? Certainly not. I will not tolerate waste. How much tea is there? 10,000 cups. Right, keep it on the boil. I'll attend to it. Chris Pipe, we are going to Malaya. Prepare airliners to carry 10,000 troops. Tell them we are going to Malaya for tea. <laughs> that will mean tropical kit, sir. Tropical kit? I love that woman. <laughs> oh, you mean uniforms? Yes, yes. Yes, well, have them issued at once. You will have your little joke. Yes, needle not a little. Isotopes Peru. No expense must be spared to see that this tea is not wasted. A watchword is still economy. Right, sir. <laughs> Sight. 1,200 planes, 10,000 men, all pledged to avert tea wastage. Well, goodbye, Brit Pipe. Oh, just a moment, sir. It's 10 to 12. Oh? Time for your OBE, sir. <laughs> Say ah. Oh, that's better. Well, <laughs> goodbye, Brit Pipe. Goodbye, Charlie. My name's not Charlie, it's Neddy. I know, but somehow I always think of you as Charlie. <laughs> Thank you. Farewell, friends. Hello, Gritpipe. Moriarty, where are you? I'm hiding in the lining of your underpants. <laughs> Fool. What are you doing there? I couldn't get out of the country with the plans. Why not? The fares have gone up again. <laughs> Great heavens. Wait a moment. We'll travel free, Moriarty. Now, quick. Crawl through this photograph of a hole in the fuselage of this aeroplane. Right. We're in. Good. Now, throw away that photograph of the hole before we fall out. <laughs>
by dawn, the mighty aerial fleet were approaching Ceylon. I worked it all out here. Now, the, the cost of firing the guided navy to Malaya was a quarter of a million pounds. Manager's wages, eight pounds ten, making a total of, um, making a total of, uh, ah, Chancellor of the Exchequer, just the man. Now, how much is a quarter of a million pounds plus eight pounds ten? I resign! <laughs> you can't talk to me like that. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Here, step outside this door. He always wanted to visit Salon. <laughs> for dancing for all ranks. <laughs> woman, a three-handed woman. She's right-handed, left-handed, and underhanded too. She's a three-handed woman, and she knows just what to do. Yes, she's a three-handed woman, and she ain't no good for you. With her left hand, she'll caress you, while her right hand straightens your tie. And then she picks the phone up and calls another guy. And though you take her here and take her there, you'll find before you're through. While you think you're taking her, Jack, she's taking you, cause she's a three-handed woman. And she knows just what to do. Yeah, she's a three-handed woman. And she ain't no good for you Every time you take her dancing While her arms hold you tight Across your shoulder She's making eyes at every man in sight When she says goodnight She tells you that you're the one she's crazy about But you can bet someone else walks in, Jack When you walk out Cause she's a free-handed woman And she knows just what to do left hand she'll embrace you while the right hand dims the light and then she starts rehearsing for that date tomorrow night when she puts her arms around you there's a love light in her eye a light that shines for you and me and 15 other guys cause she's a three-handed woman yes she's no good for you she's right-handed left-handed and underhanded too. Yeah. Night, the aerial armada landed and the troops under Major Bloodnock bivouacked in the steaming jungles, a mere day's march from the guided Naffy. Major Bloodnock! Uh -huh. <laughs> 
didn't yet. Please, just a moment. Good night, darling. I'll see you later. <laughs> Good night, darling. Yes. Yes, I'll you. <clears throat> Come in. Thank you. Now, Major Lebladnock. A civilian. How dare you enter my tent, sir? That's the only way I could get in. Oh. <laughs> For all you know, I might have had some ladies in here. Get out. Be quiet or I'll tell them who sold those three cardboard tanks. What? It's all lies. In any case, they never paid me. Is there no honesty? Do you know what happened to me last night? No. Thank heaven for that. Now then. <laughs> State your business, sir. Now listen. What? Tomorrow, we reach the only jet-propelled guided nappy in the world. It must be destroyed. What? Are you a spy? Yes. Then why are you covered in mint? I'm a mint spy. American... <laughs> They wish to know that. A Merry Christmas to you too. Now listen, would you be willing to sabotage this secret guided nappy? I'll have you know that I am a patriotic English gentleman, sir. And what does that mean? It means I'll only do it for money. Very well. Here, here is a carbon copy of an imitation hundred pound note. Wait a moment. How do I know this carbon copy isn't a forgery? How? Look here. Here's a life-size oil painting of me rubbing the bank with it. But it shows you clean-shaven. I was wearing an invisible beard. Great! <laughs> Malleable lumps of steaming thun. I apologize. You Chinese think of everything. <laughs> but I'm not Chinese. Then you must have forgotten something. <laughs> you should be more careful. Give me the money. Thank you. Now then, what do I do? Now listen. All has been arranged. Hand this parcel of explosive sausages to the guided naffy manager. Right. Gad, there he goes, off to join Grip Pipe Thin in an attempt to reach Moscow with a photograph of the plans. See page four of the script. Any questions? Good. Part five. Arrival at the nappy. <laughs> Men, we're here to drink naffy tea. <laughs> Who threw that? I did, Captain. <laughs> Stained crumpet ridden idiot. Uh, I am a little tea stained crumpet ridden idiot. Think, I'm a little tea stained crumpet ridden idiot. Great larrups of dongle. He thinks he's a little tea stained crumpet ridden idiot. Yeah! Don't shout so loud. He'll wake up the Minister for Defense against surprise air attacks. I'm awake and I resign. Good! <laughs> And as you're out of work, you can fill a vacancy that's just occurred. What? We need a Minister for Defence against surprise air attacks. Fine, fine, fine. OK, Blue Bottle, address the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Sergeant Men of England, you have been brought it here to drink all this lovely, thick, brown, lukewarm nappy tea. <laughs> drink and be merry, I say. <laughs> Your encouraging words. <laughs> Everybody inside. Oh, I'd like this game being the Wonderboy Nappy manager. Thinks this is what a nice clean life leads to. Mm, why did I ever lead one? Hello, my good man. Oh, hello, Lord Echoes. Hello, Lord Echoes. Are you the minute of food? Yeah, well, look here. Here's a parcel of naughty sausages for you. Oh. Major Bloodnock gave them to me just before he deserted. Oh, I love sausages. Oh. A feast. 
We will have a feast oh. of lovely-nitted-dudinges. <laughs> we'll put them in refrigerators and go and get the frying pan. Come on, Echo. Okay. Keep going, Moriarty. Oh. We can't be far now. Yes. According to my calculations, we are only 100 yards from the Soviet border. There's a sign. What does it say? Let me see. Eggs and chips, 12 and 9. <laughs> Beans on toast, 10 shillings. You big steaming nit, you. What? You've led us back to this dashed guided naffy. Sapristi, yakabakakakua, needle and loo. It's that confounded compass. It's the last time I buy those cheap Christmas crackers. Shh. Someone's coming. <laughs> Quick, into the fridge. Into the fridge. Ah. Now we're in here, we'll change clothes and come out disguised at each other. Brilliant. You'll get a Russian OBE for this. Wait, the plans. They mustn't find these plans. Quick, wrap them round these naughty sausages. Right. And now we eliminate the sound of eight ounces of dripping. Good. Ah. Here are the naughty sausages. Well, I will just pop them into this nice boiling hot frying pan. They call him bangers. Where did those sausages come from? The rotten minister of food. I resign. Hands up, all of you. Oh. Don't be a fool, Gridpipe. Drop that cucumber. What? <laughs> and leave myself cucumberless in the salad season? <laughs> Not likely. Moriarty, we've lost all the plans in the explosion. Never mind, I still have something up my sleeve. What? My arm. Spend it. <laughs> we'll use that. Wait. Go to the launching control, yes. point the whole of this guided naffy to Moscow, and off we go. Fire! And that is how, 15 seconds later, under Sinedi Sigun's great economy drive, the lucky natives of Aldershot were delighted to find a fully operating three million pound naffy in their midst. Aldershot? <laughs> How have we come to Aldershot? That's the last time I buy a box of those cheap Christmas crackers! You steaming nickels! That was The Goon Show, a BBC-recorded programme featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Seacombe and Spike Milligan with the Railington Quartet and Max Gelray. The orchestra was conducted by Wally Stott, script by Spike Milligan, announcer Wally Screenslade, the programme produced by Peter Eaton.
or we'll, we'll break your, your knees. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just have way too much fun down here. And if you're a student at the University of Michigan, you can come down here and have just as much fun. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're airing selected hours from our extensive broadcast archive during the university shutdown. We'll return to live programming as conditions permit. Yeah, they're not here. Not the nostril of my head. My head would move. 